Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast. Hope you're having yourselves a lovely day today. My name is Andy and I've got here with me Jake. How's it going, Andy? Hello, everybody listening this week. How you all doing? I hope everyone's doing good. I'm good, Jake. I'm good. What did you get up to this week? Very excited to announce uh, I got an early screening of Shazam. Nice. But you're not going to talk about it. You're not going to spoil it. No, no, I will give a brief 30 seconds. All I'm going to say is go see this movie. This is another hit for DC. It is a joy to watch. I adore this movie. And there's plenty of surprises towards the end of it as well. So that's all I'm going to say. But if you're a DC fan and comic book fan, 100% go see this movie. You'll love it. Amazing. Amazing. I've been I've still re-watching the entire Game of Thrones because um, Mazu Williams, um, who plays Arya, she said she was like, if you want to know what's going to happen at the end of Game of Thrones, watch season one. That's what she said. So I'm like, okay, challenge accepted. So I'm watching everything over again. Hopefully I should finish just before the new season starts. But that's what I've been up to, if I'm not getting distracted by Family Guy and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, in theory, I would love to watch all the seasons leading up to season eight. I just don't have the time at the minute. <laughs> yeah. uh, if she says watch season one, I may check out season one again, just to refresh my memory. I still think season one's one of my favorite seasons of all of them. Mm. Just because the fact that it kicked it all off and it introduced you to this world, it, and I th the fact that Sean Bean's in it as yeah. Ned, I love that. He's just he's awesome. So yeah, I'll probably rewatch season one, but I don't think I'll have time to watch it all. Yeah, it's it's a commitment to be honest. I've been sleeping at three a.m. every day to get up at nine in the morning, but yeah, it's a commitment to try and do this. But it will be worth it. So let's get into today's party. Yes, this week it's slightly different. We're actually not going to have a review because we haven't actually watched anything this week it's one of those weeks one of those weeks i was going to go to the cinema to go watch dumbo but things came about so i didn't actually end up going to see it though like i mentioned earlier i'm happy i did get to go to the cinema and watch shazam so we're not going to do the review this week so we're just going to have a lengthy discussion talk about the news and some trailers that came out this week so we're going to kick us off into the movie and tv news So, Andy, yep. as we get closer to the culmination of Avengers Endgame, mm -hmm. surprisingly, we do have another movie that's after that, and that is Spider-Man Far From Home, as everyone knows. And Sony and Marvel just released this week three new posters, basically showing all the different locations he's going to be in. London, France, and Italy. And I don't know about you, but these folks posters look fantastic mm -hmm. to me yeah they look very spider-man <laughs> very look, very spider-man yeah. i especially really like the one in italy where he's hanging upside down reading the the magazine uh, like it looks like a guide to italy yeah <laughs> something yeah. like that yeah it's a very good poster it's nice guys check out our twitter it's probably gonna it's gonna yeah we'll upload them we'll later upload on. on twitter the one about italy i agree with you that's very spider-man it sort of reminds me of the first trailer sorry the first movie where we had him in that yellow suit sitting up on that statue just looking at the sea. It's sort of that kind of vibe I'm getting for me. But it's the kind of thing Spider-Man would do. So, yeah. I'm also happy that they've gone a, they've gone something like this because I don't know about you, but I'm kind of seeing a generic pattern with movie posters a lot lately. Like the art of the movie poster seems to have been lost a bit. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like everything I see now is just a culmination of all these characters with mm. a, a cool backdrop or it's just someone's face 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the actor or the actress's face to draw. Ooh, that person's in the movie. Doesn't tell you anything about the movie, but it's just the face. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of miss the idea that when you look at a poster, everything you need to know about the movie is in that one poster. Mm. Like a trailer in a way, but in one single image. And you can see, okay, yeah. I know what I'm sort of getting into. Yeah. This is exactly, exa- this is one of those posters that you just see it and you're like, okay, Spider-Man, he's traveling around the world. And he's got a new suit as well, which is going to yeah, be interesting. Yeah, it's a new suit. It's, it's different from the one he had in Infinity Wars, obviously. So, yeah. Interesting to see the origins of this suit. I don't remember this in the comics. Um, this color. This uh, It's it's more to the original one that Stan Lee and Steve Ditko made. That was more red. That one was fully red and blue. This That one was red and blue. So it's like red and black. Yeah, it's 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 more of a black isn't it yeah. i reckon it's going to be nick fury that gives him this suit because mm. as we see in the trailer he's obviously on the school trip and you see he's like i'm going to leave the spider suit behind i'm yeah. just going to try and live an, a normal life for a bit be a, a regular kid but of course that doesn't happen when you're a superhero and nick fury pops up so i think he's going to give them the suit mm. now that's going to be a special shield spider suit yeah so speaking about the poster question you raised i think posters these movie posters these days don't have as much of an impact as they used to have them back in the day because again because of the internet and because of the way people consume content so now posters mean nothing now it's all about the trailer it's all about the trailer and you know and the post-credit scene of the film that came before (laughs) of the film that came before it that's where we get that's where we learn about a film now it's no more about the poster, but it's sort of like as everything else we human beings, we sort of evolve and the poster thing is no longer, in my opinion, it's no longer what it used to be. Now it's just an afterthought. So that's why they just have templates, copy, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, print, and that's it. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah and it just bums me out, you yeah. know, because like for me, I love movie posters. Like in mm. my bedroom, I've got uh, the classic Star Wars trilogy posters mm. and they're just awesome man they're just beautiful they're works of art yes you know what i mean it's like a painting and now like you said it's just a template and photoshop and copy paste mm-hmm. and it kind of bums me out yeah although i do i recently got a poster a massive wall poster of, of my favorite film from last year which was spider-man into the spider-verse right uh, I, I i saw that poster and i was like man i need to get this and i got it you're yeah. gonna frame that and hang oh it yeah it's already framed i'm oh, just yeah. waiting to hang it <laughs> so going back to spider-man mm. This is, I think, is an interesting film because it comes out after Endgame. Now, as people know, if you haven't seen Infinity War, spoiler alert, Spider-Man gets dusted at the end. Mm -hmm. What do you reckon that's going to go on here? Because it 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 seems a bit silly in on the on paper that they're saying, "Oh, Spider-Man's the movie after Endgame." So what? He survives. He comes back. So you're basically spoiling us. Mm -hmm. But then again, you look at Marvel. Marvel have a track record of you know fooling you. And, you know, they're a very smart company in the way they do things. They don't just spoil things. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. very clever. Exactly. So I'm very interested to see how this is going to work out. Yeah. I have a theory. I could be completely wrong, but I have a theory that this takes place before Infinity War. Right. So he's, you know, on the school trip. He meets up with Nick Fury and he goes on this adventure. Obviously, we see Mysterio. So that all happens. And then the opening scene you see in Infinity War with Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker, I should say, is he's on the school bus looking like he's on the way back to New York. Mm. So I reckon he, that is he's just come back from this school trip and he's on his way back to New York. And then we get into the events of Infinity War. But, but here's the thing, though. So if for that to be plausible, 
it must mean remember before he got the new suit from tony stark in infinity wars where the, the spaceship was going up he already had a suit on and that suit was his normal suit not this one he's putting on for this film so mm, i'm thinking unless he loses he returns this suit back to nick fury or wherever he got it from and go back to his normal things because yeah because again but at the same time remember in this trailer he didn't take his suit with him so it has to be the suit he got back from europe does that make sense yeah make that yeah fair point i didn't yeah, think of that yeah and it's not this color so it might not be what i think i knew of course we could be totally wrong what i think is that there's going to be at the end of um end game see what i did there end of end game it's going to be sort of like a time travel thing like infinity wars never happened sort of like go back in the past and defeat thanos at the first asking and it never got to that stage if that were to happen then everything would just flow because they never got dusted so i think that's too lazy that's just the laziest thing they could do so that's in my opinion that's not gonna happen but it could happen so yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a million and one possibilities of what we just don't know what's going to happen. I'm yeah. very interested to see what they do because I think the Marvel, it's going to completely change after Endgame. Mm. I think we're going to see a new style of what Marvel are going to be doing and going forward. Mm. I think, I don't know how to say this. They're going to somehow bring the characters back, but it, I think it's not going to be the characters that we knew before. Mm. I think there's going to be sort of like doppelgangers, parallel universes. Obviously, we see they're going to go into the quantum realm. I don't know. It just it's wow. it's it's going to be mad. Yeah, double two of the most confusing things to put in a film are the concept of doppelgangers and time travel. It's extremely hard. You see, I don't know if you you've been watching Flash. Do you watch the Flash, the CW show? I've watched all the way. I haven't watched the latest season, but I've watched mm. all the previous seasons. Mm -hmm. I watched the first couple of episodes of this season, and then I just sort of lost track of it. I was getting kind of bored. Yeah. Oh, the Flash is getting a bit too soap opery. For yes, me. you're right. Uh, the fun of it seems to have lost, but. Anyway, that's that's another topic. But yeah, what were you saying regarding the time travel part? Yeah, it's a very hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing to do. It's very easy to lose your audience when you start getting into that realm of time travel and multiverses and doppelgangers. It's a very, very complex thing to do. So even with a series as Flash where everything is spelled out and there is so much creative freedom because they are in this earth where t technology can literally do everything, even at that, it's still hard to do. So to now put everything inside a film, although this film is three hours long and we've had 11 years of backstory, so, you know, but to put all of that in a film might be a bit too complex. I think they just want to let the kids have fun and all that. I think we can't say. Well, one thing we know, we're going to have a good time. And I'm so excited. I don't know if we've spoken about it already, but it's going to be a three-hour... What did we... Yeah, so, yeah, we haven't announced it because it just came out this week. It's been confirmed. The Endgame's going to be three hours and two minutes long. Wow, three hours. You know, I did, oh, man, that is so exciting. I don't know. It's so exciting because that's real value for money. Real value for money, and it's the best superhero film that we're going to see in a very long time. So I'm just... Such a good news. I'm I can't wait, bro. I can't wait. This Star Wars and a couple of films we've mentioned. I can't wait, man. This is gonna be a good summer. Good summer. I can't wait either. I mean, well, we'll stay on the topic of endgame. The marketing has officially begun. 
this is, episode is going to be dropping on April 1st. So if you're listening to this, it's, we're now in the month of Endgame. The marketing has fully kicked off and we got posters of all the characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ones in color were the ones that still survived and the ones in gray or, or black and white were the dusted characters. Now, a lot of interesting things here because they released some character posters as we were discussing earlier yep. this week of characters we didn't see in Infinity War, such as Happy Hogan. Actually, no, we did see him at the beginning, uh, but we got Valkyrie in there and a few other characters. So are they hinting at these characters are going to be returning? Or is it just sort of like, here are every single character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and who, who survived and who dusted? Yeah. I th- you have an interesting theory. That, what, what, yeah, what you- I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's it's smoke. I think there is substance there. I think these are the people that are going to be there. Remember, this is a three-hour film. So this is sort of like two films in one. So there is a lot of people and a lot of... Even if it's five minutes or just a flashback or something, I think all these people... It's sort of... This film might be sort of like a celebration kind of thing, bringing everything together. We might even get a Stan Lee, I don't know, a Stan Lee cameo there. Oh, he's he's definitely going to you know, have a cameo. Yeah, exactly, you know. But his cameo might be his cameo might be that sort of that last hurrah type of cameo, you know, and all of that. Are you already tearing uh, up. I'm not ready for that emotionally, man. <laughs> You're already tearing up here. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, Jake is tearing up just the mention of Stanley and all that. But yeah, I, I I respect that man. So yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a red herring. I think it's these these people, these characters will actually be there. You know, I, I get your point whereby sometimes trailers and posters are a bit misleading, but that's an exception. The norm is normally if you see a poster of a car- of a car- character or you see him in the trailer or you see something in the trailer, the norm is that it will be in the film. So and I don't think they've. I don't think it's just. I don't think it's just a trick. I think yeah, for real, these people are going to be there. Now, initially, I disagreed with you. I said it's just a marketing ploy. You know, it's just a marketing strategy. They're just releasing all the characters. Now I've changed my tune since then because mm. they released an international poster for Endgame, one in a Chinese one, I believe. And it was like, you know, one that with the, the main poster with all the characters. Mm-hmm. But this one had Valkyrie in there. Oh, okay. It actually was part of like the ensemble of characters. So now I'm like, hmm, okay, yeah, I do. Now I do think she might probably will be in the movie because she's in that poster as well. She's mm. not just a character poster along with the other characters. She's in the, the poster, poster with all the main characters. So everybody who was colored was in that poster, yeah? Uh, no. Oh, right. So just the main ensemble, like Cap, Iron Man, and those sort of characters. Mm. Like, for example, Happy Hogan wasn't in there and, and other characters, but mm. it was just the main ensemble. Right. I have a theory about how Endgame will go, but, I, you know, we're going to have a special episode b- before it, so I won't spoil it here. But, yeah, summer comet, and we're happy. Yeah. And, and leading to that, they also released a featurette, and it sees all the original Avengers, so Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, all talking about the effects of Infinity War and how it affects them and the world. I mean, we watched that recently. What did you think of the featurette? Yeah, I think, I, I don't know if they are going to this very dark place with the superhero movies. I don't know that they are trying to do a Zack Snyder on Marvel. I don't know. Do you, do you, because it just looks like everybody's just suffering from PTSD and it's going to be this dark 
dark we're going to a very dark place at least at least for the first act of this film it's going to be extremely dark and it's not something we've been used to seeing all marvel movies are always cheeky and funny and bright even with the villains the villains are usually spew a joke a hair here or there but it looks like this one is really going to take us to the darkest of the darkest places so that's what i'm like wow it's going to be deep yeah it's it's very different for marvel to do this uh, like you i think like you i agree i think it's going to be the majority of the first act but i think after the first act we're going to get into the more similar style of marvel that we're used to mm. but the first act has to i think is important to keep it on that somber depressing level so you really feel the weight that man we lost mm. and we lost bad mm. you know wow. i wonder how long it's going to be between the events of infinity war and endgame well from the looks of it it's a couple of weeks it, look, it, no, it looks it looks longer than that it looks at least a couple a few months yeah they, because it was you mentioned see, you see posters of like you know the news and everybody there everybody knows about it everybody's talking about it and so i think it's at six months minimum i think they mentioned it in a trailer i'm not 100 percent sure somebody mentioned it's been mentioned the time since they left i think we need to watch all the trailers to we be need sure. To re-watch them, yeah, yeah, but I think if I remember correctly, maybe I think it was Scarlett Johansson talking to Cap, and she said something about it's been stuff since this happened. But yeah, we we'll need to rewatch it. But certainly, some time has passed because even if you look at them, some of their like look at um, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye has changed, you know, and all of that. So couple of things yeah. it's probably Obvi- a obviously of i mean it doesn't take long but obviously you see cap without a beard mm. you know because infinity war had a beard so some t- Scarlett johansson her hair's changed yeah so they w- th- some time would have passed yeah i reckon and we're really going to feel the weight of that at this because like we said earlier this is a three-hour film so they got plenty of, they got plenty of time but it they could pass. really they could do the, the whole the whole first hour just on this depressing, somber note. It'll pass just like that. Those oh, yeah. three hours will pass like Thanos snapping his finger. I mean, Infinity War was two hours and 42 or something like that. And that passed yeah. so quickly. All, all of a sudden, like... I was like, is that it? Exactly, like... yeah. You know, if, if, if I didn't watch Infinity Wars, because my biggest concern to Infinity Wars was there's so much. How can they cram so much into one film? But... I've never seen so many superheroes in one film and the pacing was so good. To me, it was even better than Civil War. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I prefer this yeah, movie. Yeah, it was better War. than Civil War, even though it had that ensemble of that. But Civil War was just sort of like building up to one final battle. But this guy was like battle here, battle here, and everything came together. And the dialogue was... Oof, the dialogue was also fun. It was really good, you know. So it's all good. If, if, if Endgame is three quarters of how good infinity wars was then that was that's a good way to end uh, the whole universe yeah uh, as kevin feige officially has called it the infinity saga <laughs> i like I that's see, the I official like title for it now the infinity saga from iron man to endgame that's the infinity saga yeah so i need to, we need to do a poster of what how to watch these films in what order i mean there's very different ways of watching these movies my favorite way of watching them is the release order well every movie as it came out in the cinemas because that's the way marvel released it and i think they released it like that for a reason well they couldn't have released captain marvel captain marvel happened before iron man but they couldn't have released captain marvel before iron man so 
I think it'll be nice if you could watch Captain Marvel first. Then you start to watch the. It kind of, kind of makes sense. Well, technically, you have to watch the first Captain America because that takes place in the uh, 1940s. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You see, see what I'm saying? So I think there is. There, there is a there is a chrono, uh, chronological way of watching the movies. Yeah. We can do a little episode one mm. time where we list them all out. Yeah. There, it's a very interesting way of watching. I have watched it like that, and it is. It's you watch it in a in a different way mm. but for me personally I still go back to the release order and since the first week of January I've actually been watching one Marvel movie a week oh, okay. leading up to Endgame and so. how are you watching just release order release order you know the same thing for like Star Wars I have never really watched whenever I'm watching I decide to watch binge on Star Wars I just watch it with the release order I don't watch Rogue One before you know even though that Rogue One happened before I just don't do it you know but you know I think it will work this Marvel one will work that way. If you watch it, Captain America first, then um, Captain Marvel, then Iron Man, then you start to go. I, I wonder, it would make sense maybe in a post-credit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But we'll, I, I've never done it, but we'll see. Cool. So plenty of Marvel news that we talked about there. Like we said, the marketing has officially kicked off for Endgame and we are so excited. But the next bit of news, and it's quite big news, Apple. The big announcement. It's showtime, they said. <laughs> so Apple have officially announced their TV streaming service as well as a new TV app. It raised more questions than answers, if you ask me. Uh, and there's also another topic that is attached to this regarding Spielberg. But on the note of the actual streaming service, Andy, what are your overall thoughts? Apple is, I mean, I was saying this to you the other day that to me, Apple, not just in this streaming service, Apple as a company has been playing catch up for a number of cycles. You know, there's a tech cycle where there's hardware, software, hardware, software. So Apple as a company have been playing catch up. They've been like, we have to because everybody else is doing it. And this streaming service sort of seems like it's just catch up. It's just them registering their presence. There is nothing new about it it's just them registering they will oh they will have or their original content yeah everybody does original content they will have shows from hbo and i mean yeah but everybody does that already so there was nothing similar to how the company is going there was nothing that got me excited about this streaming service i mean the only thing that got me excited is what we're going to talk about next which is when i saw spielberg's face and all that but as a service in itself, it's catch-up, nothing new. That's what I think. No, I completely agree. Nothing out of the ordinary. I'm still interested in the service because I will give my thoughts on, on the app and the interface because I think that's a crucial part of how a streaming platform should work. If your interface is rubbish, it's not going to take off. By interface, you mean the way the app looks? Yes, okay. the way it looks and the way it functions. Mm. Netflix, their interface is perfect. You know, the way that you can just scroll through your stuff, yeah. your, your list, and then you can go to different genres and pick the movies. They, they've nailed it. I always find Amazon's very clunky. Yes, I agree very, with you. Very, very clunky. Yeah, I agree, yeah. So the, the look of Apple TV, it does look very nice. As, as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, Apple. that is Apple's way. Yeah. It's always got to be user-friendly, and it's got to look stylish as well. And I have to give them credit for that because it does look really nice, and the functionality of it looks really nice and smooth. So I look forward to playing with it in that sense. And I also like the fact that, yes, it's nothing new, 
like you said, because they got HBO attached and things like that. That is for the States. For, you know, people in the UK, it will be channels like BBC and ITV, all the hubs like that. But what I like about it is that they've made it so everything is in one place, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So with your Apple TV, you can get the Apple TV streaming service. You can log into your Amazon Prime account from there. Everything is available on one app, which I really do like. That's it's convenient. The only thing that it doesn't have on there is Netflix, mm. which is interesting. But Sky, you say this, but Sky has that already. Sky has Netflix, and they will soon add Amazon. And the Sky already has Spotify. So, with your Sky package, Sky is a bit expensive to be fair. But with your Sky package, you can get you know all that stuff in it. So yeah, it faces more of an uphill challenge in UK, but in the US doesn't really have that. Mm, mm. The US, it's cable. Oh yeah! Oh this, yeah, that's true. This is the new form of cable, anyway. So, because it says you can link all your cable subscriptions through this app, it looks nice. It looks like it's going to function nice. And then, regarding the original content, that we'll get into Spielberg in a minute. But we saw all the different actors and and producers and storytellers come out to talk about like the original content they're going to do. I like the faces and names behind it. Like, there's some big names in there, doing and they describe their shows and they seem interesting. The only, th the only reason why I'm not hooked yet is they didn't show us anything. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? They showed us a brief clip at the end with snapshots from all the series, but it wasn't like any trailers or anything about what these shows are about, really. It was just the description of the actors involved. So I'm, I'm interested, but I'm still a bit like, okay, let's see what you're going to do with this. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, they, they were just... The faces, I mean, the faces were safe faces. You have Spielberg, you have J.J. Abrahams. Who else was there? Uh, uh, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, you know. Yeah. The, um, Oprah Winfrey, of course, yeah. going to be doing documentaries. Yeah, but all, all those are like safe faces. I wanted to see Jordan Peele there. You know, imagine if, I mean, whoa, well, no. I mean, he is, he is. No, no, I, I agree. I want to see people like that. But the reason I'm shaking my head, people listening can't see it, is because that Apple won't do that. It's very much like Disney that they've got a certain brand and they mm. don't want to cross that line. It's it's been reported that Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, was like, I don't want any like sort of really violent, mature sort of shows or content on the on the streaming service. Like you can have ma mature content, but no if not much violence in the sense of gore and blood and, and I don't know. I don't but we'll yeah. see. I mean I'll say to him, get with the program granddad, you know. <laughs> You get, it's, it's, it's the way it works. It's what, the way they run their business. It it's is, it's, it it's always been that way. Yeah. It's always been uh, Apple is a company for all ages. Mm. That that very much like Disney. Right. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. Spielberg, a week or two after condemning the inf the impact Netflix is having, and up until get them getting nominated for an Oscar, he now comes on as the face of Apple TV. Bro, if that is not hypocrisy, what is? What do you think? There's not much to say, is there? He's a hypocrite. Simple. simple. It's simple as that. You can't go and say, I don't think Netflix should be contenders for the Oscars because they don't fit the traditional platform for cinema. And then a couple of weeks later say, oh, I'm going to work on a streaming service. Exactly. Unless, unless you are telling your bosses at the streaming service that whatever I'm going to give to you is not going to be worthy of an, of an Academy Award. Unless that's what you're saying. Well, that, he needs to come out and clarify his comments then. Yes, he does. He does. Because what the hell? It's not even like 
eight months or two years ago. It's not it's like weeks. Weeks. Like literally weeks. Is it that when he was doing that first that first statement, is it that Apple had not yet approached him or they were still in talks? I mean, this would have been going on. I mean, you don't announce your streaming service without already having talks months and months in yeah. advance, at least months in advance. This would have been in the pipeline already. Yeah. So they, he recorded this ages ago. Obviously, he recorded that his thing for Apple TV. He recorded it ages ago. Then, prop, as in his um featurette for Apple TV, Spielberg. Oh, what the sh- the thing they showed at the beginning? Yeah. Or his actual announcement. His no, Spielberg being the f- his interviews. Yeah, on oh, Apple the, the, TV. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. movie we saw at the beginning. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, that yes. would have been recorded months ago. Exactly. So he recorded that months ago. Probably he forgot that. I forgot about it, or he didn't realize that the timing. Maybe he didn't realize the timing. I don't think so. These, so pe- these, these people are too high up to get things like this confused. So what is it? Nobody just literally comes out and just be like, you know what I'm going to do for this month? I'm just going to be the world's biggest hypocrite. Nobody does that. Well, this is what I mean. This is why until he comes out with a statement to clarify his comments and where he stands, people are going to think he's a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean. Mm. Like He could have very valid reasons for doing what he's doing. But right now, I don't see it. Wow, that is just, it's just the worst. It's just the worst. It's really, like, had it been, like, three years later, he joined Apple TV, I'd be like, yeah, stuff has happened. He has learned, you know, he has caught up with the times. But two weeks after saying that, you now come out as the face. It's just extremely hypocritical. But, you know, like we said in that episode, he needs to get with the program. So it's almost like he listened to us and did what we said so he got with the program streaming services is the way it's going it's not a bubble it's not gonna come and go it's the way forward it's here it's come to stay it's paid its mortgage it's moved in it's paying council tax and he's <laughs> and he's, he's he's here to stay streaming services you know after this whole episode is gone i'm just happy that spielberg is gonna have something and if if it's good content that Spielberg releases, I'll probably get subscription because for now, in my head, I'm like, I don't see anything making me buy Apple TV. No, because I haven't seen anything yet. Now, when they start releasing trailers for these series and, and movies and they look good, then I'm like, okay, mm. you got me. Mm. But if they don't do that, I'm still going to hold off. And then I will wait for word of mouth. Yeah, I will wait for people to go, have you seen this series? It's amazing. Or have you seen this movie? Check it out. Have they bought any franchises or have they bought any studios or anything like that not that we know of yet mm. that's this is the thing with apple though is that they're a company that loves to play things very close to the chest mm, yeah when they want to let you know what they're doing they will let you know mm. you know what i mean yeah it's it's their own way of marketing yeah you know they didn't release a pricing that's interesting mm. You know, the, all the other products, they really, the services they announced, they had a, a pricing somewhat of, attached to them, but this one didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. th- that's what they normally do, isn't it? That they normally release the product, then the day after, or a couple of days after, they release a pricing. Or they, they, they give you a range. They say it's going to be over this or under this. What do you think it's going to be? It's going to be the same as, it's going to be $9.99. Yeah. So convert that to pounds, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, Not- they, yeah, it'll be nine ninety nine, I think. Yeah, they dare not go any higher. They dare not. But this is the thing. Now we're going to get into the realm of, like, we've got a lot of competition now. Mm. Who are you going to spend your money on? We oh. have Netflix. Mm-hmm. We have Amazon Prime. We now have Apple. We have Disney Plus coming out. 
uh, the DC universe. In America, you have Hulu. In this, in United Kingdom, you have Now TV and Sky. Mm-hmm. There's is a lot going so, on. So, uh, I mean, it's a very good question. I, I mean, I'm sticking with Netflix because I mean, I just think they have the best content. They are the OGs of this streaming thing, so they know the, the game. So I, I'm sticking with Netflix. I have Amazon Prime not because of their content, more because of same-day delivery. I'm on the same page with you. You know, when I I had Amazon Prime for ages, and obviously I just paid for it for the deliveries and things like that, it took me about six months to realize the content came with it. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I have access to all this. I didn't realize. Look, it it has some good shows on there, Mm -hmm. but... I don't. I'm not always on Amazon Prime. I'm always on Netflix. Yeah, that's the thing. And like we were saying earlier, the interface is clunky. It's not as easy to use. Mm. So the main thing I use Amazon Prime for is Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's like mm. the main show I've got on there, and Mr. Robot. Yes, that's true. That's so true. those are the two main shows. That's why I have the content is for those two shows because that's where I can only watch them here in the in the UK. Mm. But other than that, there wasn't much that really grabs me towards there's a couple of things like man I mean, in, the American, man in the high castle is uh, a, it, i i thought it, that was okay it had so, it me. had some good episodes but overall i think it could have been better american gods is on yes yes american gods is also on there so. yeah so it, it's good but you know you but compared to netflix yeah when you go into your amazon page amazon it's, it looks like it, it, it's very obvious that you are part of a universe you're part of the Amazon universe, so you can buy your stuff, you, all the stuff that it's very clear to you that that's what it looks like. It's not a standalone thing; it's all part of a whole product. So, but yeah, the, the, the interface just needs to improve, or they just need to sell that part of their business, but they won't. But yeah, well, that's what Apple's doing, though. They're making it as in everything is Apple mm. there, so it's going to link to your iCloud, it's going to link to all your Apple products, your iTunes. You'll be able to buy movies and TV series right there. They're trying to make it so central. This is the all the latest services they released is a further way of locking you in to the mm-hmm. Apple ecosystem. For me personally, I'm happy to do that because I, you know, I'm I've got well to pay for all of them. We'll not pay for all of them, but I'm happy to be locked in an Apple e- ecosystem. For me, Apple just works, and I like the products, and I love the way the system works. I can understand why people disagree with that and not want to be locked in. That's fair enough. But man, they're doing a really good job of it in that sense. But the actual services and the way they announce them, some of them were cool. But this one, I am um, TBD mm. to be decided. Yeah, we'll see. When, when it's have they brought a, a date, release date? I believe. Well, the new TV app is in. I think it's May. I think it may launch. I don't know. Sorry, the new TV app launches in May, mm. and then they didn't specify a date, but the actual streaming service launches in autumn. Okay. Okay. Or in the United States, they said the, the fall. fall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That that's when it's getting cold and you just want to stay indoors. That's a cool time. You know what? I might do the 30-day free trial as Amazon always, uh, sorry, as Apple always does. I will do that. I reckon they'll do very much like Apple Music. They'll do the first three months free. Yeah. I'll, I think I'll subscribe to that. I'll do the first three months free. And if it doesn't make me wake up and what I'm thinking of is... Apple TV. Because when I wake up on a Sunday and I'm not going out, what comes to my mind is Netflix. I mean, Netflix, there is, it's a, there's a meme. There is, it's in popular culture. You know how in those days people say, yeah, everybody says, just Google it. 
Now everybody's like Netflix and chill. You know, Netflix is a thing. It's become part of our vocabulary. Exactly. So you can't, you know, you can't. It's you have to be, you have to be outstanding to overthrow to take them off that throne. You have to be a Disney. Disney, Disney. Mm. Disney have already got my money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the th thing is, this is the difference between the way Disney have done it and the way Apple have done it. Is that Disney have gone, we're going to build a streaming service. These are the shows you're going to get. Mandalorian, Cassie and Andor for Star Wars fans. Uh, for Marvel fans, you've got Loki, Scarlet Witch series, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Disney fans, sorry. Disney fans, you've got a Lady and the Tramp movie. You've got uh, all these series... Every single Disney movie is going to be on this platform. Every single Marvel movie is going to be on. Oof. It's that's how you say that. That's how you sell the product. You're like, oh my god, this is so much content, and it's all at the click of a button. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how. You, and you've told us what the product is. But, and, but you see, it's different from Netflix. You know, it's and different. It's different. Yes. It's different. That's what I'm saying. That that's what we're both saying. That Apple isn't. It's sort of the same. We're just registering our interest, but we're not different. But Disney, yes, I know what I'm getting. I know that what I am going to get in Disney, I'm not going to get it anywhere else. So yeah. that's what I mean. It's exclusive, yeah. exclusive stuff that you will only be able to get on this service. Mm. While obviously you'll get the original content from the Apple stuff, mm -hmm. but they're going to link it to iTunes so you can get any series and movie you want. Amazon can do that. Sky can do that. So, and with the original content, they've got to compete with the quality that Netflix have. So like we said, right now, it's to be decided. On paper, it looks okay, but you need to draw me in with the content. Yeah. It needs to be good. It needs to be such rich stories and amazing characters. I have a question. Do Disney, the Disney streaming service, is it going to be in the UK? I don't know. I have a funny feeling and a very sad feeling that it's not going to launch in the UK. Uh, is that's the f that's going to be a first? You don't... Who does... I mean... Well, DC Universe did that. It's only available in US. Yeah, but they don't have Disney Universe land. We, the, we have Disneyland. Like, there's a huge following of Disney in the, in Europe. So, no, like, why wouldn't they release it in the UK or oh, in Europe? I agree well. with you. I think it's a mistake not releasing it globally mm. at the same time. The main reason, I think, is because of crazy nuts like me. Crazy Star Wars fans. Now, you're saying you're going to launch the service with The Mandalorian. You know, that as soon as it's launched, that series is ready to watch. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me a huge Star Wars fan in UK can't watch that. I will find other ways to watch that. Exactly. You may not like the ways to find to watch it, but as a crazy Star Wars fan, we are a different breed of fans, Star Wars fans. <laughs> no, it is true. You, you, you laugh, but we, compared to Marvel fans or DC fans, Harry Potter fans, whatever... Star Wars fans are just a bit crazier. Yep. They take things to another level. True. We will do whatever it takes to get some new Star new Wars Star content. Wars Original canon. A, I mean, this is the first Star Wars TV series. This yeah. is huge. True, man. That's... And you're saying you're not going to launch it? No. I will, I will watch this series whether you want me to or not. Well, that's true. Though. This is an original Star Wars series made by Star Wars people who own Star Wars. That is it's a big deal. Man, they need to release this in the you know in the in in Europe, I say, in Europe it needs to come down because we have a huge Disneyland and that means there is a lot of interest in Disney. So, Disney guys, I know you're listening to this podcast, so please <laughs> If you're listening, do what we say. Do you say if? 
I knew you listen. Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, there. Uncle Bob yeah. with his uh, with his cigar. Yeah. Give us give us some love in Europe. Cool. Right. We're going to stay on the small screen. There was a lot of talking there about Apple and the future of the streaming service. But the end of a series is Game of Thrones that we're coming to. Andy, mm. I know you're super excited for this. I can't wait either. Oh, gosh. I, and after, is it, is it six episodes, yeah? Yes. So after the six episodes, after the finale, there's going to be a two-hour Game of Thrones documentary premiering on HBO. What do you think about this? I'll be too emotional at the time because I'll be crying because obviously I don't know if you've heard it's going to end there's going to be a bittersweet end some of the people we love are going to die so I'll probably be in tears so I'm not going to want to see them sitting down happily on a chair and talking about their experiences I'll be crying and eating sugary cake and just not writing my sick note for work the next day <laughs> because I'm crying all, you know but um, to, be, to be honest to be real I'm not sure. I don't know what's going to be there. I've seen so many documentaries about Game of Thrones. The the only ones that really excite me are when I see the behind the scenes. Partly because I'm a filmmaker and I'd love to see how they achieve that. So you know, and a lot of a lot of the way you know we think when you watch Game of Thrones, you think 90% of it is CGI, but that's not the case. There is a lot of practical. There's a lot of practical effects and things that we see in Game of Thrones, and I really like seeing all that. So if it's not a behind-the-scene documentary, I'm not really going to be forced, unless there are some announcements, unless they talk about, you know, that they, those pre prequel films they're doing? You the know? prequel spin-off series. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe, that'll be, maybe there'll be a trailer for it. I don't know. Of course, there won't be, but, you know, unless there is something about that or it's a behind-the-scene, if it's just a featurette of them talking, I don't, not for me. No, yeah, I'm completely on board with you. I don't think it's going to be just that. I think they're going to go proper deep inside in the making of this, literally going back to the beginning of getting the concept and working working with George R. R. Martin and stuff like that to them actually making it and behind the scenes because that's the main thing that... The reason I still buy physical media, Blu-rays, uh, compared to just buying something digitally because it is much easier to buy it digitally and watch. Mm is the bonus disc, mm. is the making of, the mm. documentaries, the mm. featurettes. I eat that stuff up. Do you know what I mean? I love that stuff. Yeah. And and yeah. and, and it that's it's that is also dying in itself because of all the, you know, the streaming service and it just watch the movie or the series right there. So that I'm I want to see more of that. And if it's related to Game of Thrones, one of the best series that we've ever seen in mm. history mm. and the fact that we don't actually really get behind the scenes making of of TV shows. We get a lot of movies not really TV shows and something like this which is shot cinematically it's shot like a film yeah I want to really get deep inside I'm really interested in also hearing from you know the creators of the show Benioff and Weiss because as we know they're doing this, the Star Wars things next so I really want to get into their psyche and how they made this show and see what they piece in my head what they could do with the Star Wars universe you know goosebumps just sorry just as you know when you said that like Benny. Benny, ben, Benny Off and Weiss. I can't, you know, it's hard for me to say their names. When you just said them and Star Wars, I just combined those two things in my head and I just thought about the Old Republic. You know, this all this happened in a split second in my brain. I just thought Old Republic, that's Game of Thrones in the Star Wars universe, put it all together in a series. Then Goosebumps just came over my skin. I was like, God, I can't wait, man. Do you know how good that show is going to be? Oh, I mean... <laughs> can't wait 
we, we, we know nothing about it yet, but hopefully in a couple of weeks after Star Wars Celebration, we might know a bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's, that's so good. Uh, I can't wait. It's, it's going to break the internet. Oh, yeah, it's, 100%. It, yeah, it's going to break it. Ah, okay. Okay, so we're going to head into the final topic of the new section, and that is Joker. So Mark Maron actor within the film The Joker talks about that it's more of a character study than a comic book film than like your contemporary style that we're used to seeing and he has a little quote here so this is the quote from Mark Moron he says the approach that Todd Phillips has taken is more of an origin story and a character study of a mentally ill person that becomes the Joker it's more of an intimate and gritty movie with a very specific scope it's going to be really interesting to see how it comes out so you read these comments, you know, you know about this movie that's coming out with Todd Phillips, the director, uh, produced by Bradley Cooper and Martin Scorsese, and featuring Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> what do you think? What first of all, what a cast! I mean, what I mean, what a cast! So it's going to be a good movie. But I share his final thoughts. It's really going to be interesting when it comes when it comes out to see it because. They are not going to go the superhero route. They're not going to go too much into the realm of impossibilities. They're going to talk... It seems they are going to go more into the mental state. What can happen to somebody when they are pushed to the world? Because that's how Joker became. He was pushed. And a lot of things just came together at the same time. It's that famous quote that the Joker says is, all it takes is one bad day. Mm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he had a very, very bad day. And that's how he became the Joker. And it's going to be interesting. So they're not going to make it more about him and crime. It's more about the psychological. And that's a very interesting take on it. You know, I, anybody who, who's watched more than one episode of this podcast will say, my keyword is, I always want something new. You know, so... This is a new take on that whole superhero thing. I think they're coming in from the psychological aspect of it. And I'd have loved to see that for the Batman. But the Joker is an equally deep character that deserves a deeper look at him and understand who he is, why he is who he is, and what his motivations and goals are, you know? So it's quite interesting. This, I think, have, has this been done before? Where they take a superhero film, so something that would be all about being larger than life, and they... Yeah. I, ha I have one. Which one? Uh, the only film I could say that this is, I think, going to be similar to hmm. is Logan. Yeah. I yeah. think that's the closest type of film we've got to what they're going for here. Yeah, Lo yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, Logan. Yeah, I agree. Logan is because Lo the Wolverine was a mm. very, you know, in the X Men movies, was a very big cinematic mm. uh, end of the world, big superhero movie type character. And then in Logan, they it was just the character. It was a it was a character study, mm. you know, and it was only him, Charles, and uh, Laura. Three characters yeah. in, in the whole movie, really. Mm. So I think it's going to be very similar with this. I'm so excited for this. You, you know what just crossed my mind? And I've, I've hinted at this. What's that? When you mentioned Logan, why don't they do the same thing for Luke Skywalker? How did he go from believing in everybody, loving the Jedi, and taking the Empire? And how did he go from that to a beat-up old man at the corner of the universe who just wants to die, left alone to die. I want to see that. Very interesting story to tell, yeah. I think. Yeah, you know, I think I said it on the show that 
Logan is what The Last Jedi should have been, where you take a superhero and bring him down to Earth. Logan did it perfectly. The Last Jedi did not. So, you know, but uh, it's, it's, I'm really interested. It's mm. interesting to well, see. Well, this one's going to be a bit different because obviously this one's a villain. Yeah. So he's not a hero like Luke Skywalker or uh, Logan was. This is a villain. So we're taking a a look into the character for the worse. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That we're going to focusing on the mental illness of him. I don't think it's been done before. I mean, there's been plenty of movies that focus on mental illness and like that. But in comic book movies? Never. Never, never. really. Never. No. And I think this is going to be interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. I think it was confirmed that it's going to take place during the 80s. Okay. Yeah, because that the um, poster that came out, he his dress, his clothes were a bit yeah, dated. Yeah, 80s yeah. style. Yeah. I mean, the images that we saw, I love the makeup of Joaquin Phoenix and mm -hmm. the way he looks as the Joker. It looks mm -hmm. it, very different to what we've seen before. Mm -hmm. And I, what I like is that they can do this movie, take the chance and make the movie you want to make. And don't worry, because it's not connected to this big universe we're mm -hmm. building. I love that. And I hope Warner Brothers keep doing things like this. I hope it's very successful and earns a lot of money that they can go, let's do more of those. Mm -hmm. Let's do more movies like Logan. Let's mm -hmm. do more movies like Joker, where you can just dive into a character, into a very specific topic, and not have to worry about all the other superheroes or this big world-ending event, this big thing in the sky that yeah. we have to defeat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Very localized. Yes. Very... Small movie. Make yeah. it for like less than 50 million. Mm. No, very little uh, special effects. Mm -hmm. All practical. Characters. Because obviously after Endgame, how bigger can you get after Endgame? You can't. Just You, know. you have to go back to being small. Yeah. You, have, you have to shrink it again. Become and a then black build, hole. And then build up again. Mm -hmm. that's the, I think that's the only way you can really do it. And this is a movie to do that. Yeah, I agree. Become a black hole after you've been the sun blasting heat for billions of years just collapse into yourself and just you know so yeah I, I agree and i heard the acting in the show you know jack Green, jack Green phoenix he's been he's what i've heard from some of the directors he's been very method in the in his method acting yeah. yeah he's been very method he's not talking to certain people he's been he's always in character so i think we're gonna have which, it's not possible. Which every actor who played the Joker has done before. Yeah, but which is the point I was just about to make. Like, it's not possible, but his performance may match Heath Ledger. It's not. I don't think it can. It's, it's not. Well, I would disagree with. You. I would say it's not impossible, but it's Oof. very difficult. Oof. But if anyone's gonna do it, Whacking Phoenix is. Mm. It wasn't gonna be Jared Leto. Yeah. No, well, no. I, I like. I have. I liked the Jared Leto character. I just think he was. Uh, he was not utilized correctly. But if and I, I never suspected he was gonna be as good as Heath Ledger. But if anyone can get as close as Heath Ledger, I think it's Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, already, you see the images and you can see it in his eye. He's he's crazy. He wants this. He's yeah. crazy. He's uh, he's lost it. Oh man. But that Heath Ledger was so good in, in as the Joker. He was so good, man. May he rest in peace. That was one of the best performances I have ever seen in a film, and uh, that's credit. And, and deservedly, he won the Oscar. Yeah, yeah, and that's credit to Nolan as well. You know, for every actor, people see actors and they really admire them. For every good actor you see, there is a director behind that performance. So, that's hats off to Nolan for that as well. But yeah. We'll so see. Do you think Joaquin Phoenix could be an Oscar nomination for this movie? No. no. You don't think they would? I, I don't think he would be as good as um, Heath Ledger. 
Heath Ledger. I don't think so. So not necessarily be as good as Heath Ledger, mm. but out of all the movies you've seen so far this year, uh-huh. like let let's say out of 2019, uh-huh. do you think he could be an Oscar nomination? I I don't think so. I don't think so because like I, if you remember when we we're reviewing Green Book, I said there is a formula for an Oscar. There is what the story should be about. You need to have certain elements. You put all of that good stuff together. Then you have an Oscar, and the the but accused. We're specifically talking about a performance. For yeah, no, I, I still don't. I, think no, so. I, I I agree with you. I don't think Joker's going to get nominated for a fit for a, a, an Oscar. But I'm thinking Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix. His performance. Yeah, but I mean, it's possible. It's it, I mean, it's possible. And it's it's, just it's, it's if 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 any comic book movie for a acting part is going to get nominated this could be the one i think do, do you know what i'm trying to get at yeah 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 i do i'm just wondering i'm so right now what i'm doing is i'm thinking about all the superhero movies that are going to come out or all the comic book related movies that are going to come out and i'm now seeing is there any potential person that would you know i have to think deeper about it it's it's i have to think deeper about it something in me says it, it's not can happen for a couple of reasons but i have to think deeper maybe we one for next week if we don't have a movie review but we will but yeah okay but yeah it's one to think about right so that's all the news i mean this has pretty much taken up the whole episode but we're going to get into the next and final topic well we'll our final topic we'll tell you about what we're watching next week but we're just going to briefly go to the trailer park They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. This week, mm. all the trailers is about horror and monsters. Yeah. Yes. The stuff that goes bump in the night. Yep. Give me all of that horror. So after the heels of the massive hit that was Us by Jordan Peele, yeah. his follow-up, Twilight Zone, mm. a new series. Mm-hmm. So we watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this? I think it's Black Mirror by Jordan Peele. It has the it has the look and feel, not not the look. It doesn't look the same, but it has the feel of Black Mirror. And you're not you you've not watched Black Mirror much. No, I haven't. No. Yeah, it has this. Um, Black Mirror is all about futuristic social media, the impact of technology on humanity in the future that's basically what black mirror is every episode is how maybe an app in the future did this and so it created this and this was the consequence of that or how some ingenious technology you know it's always about technology and its impact on society so and i could see a bit and there is a bit of horror there can be some horror there can be some thriller some of them are comedies it looks a bit sci-fi in there as well yes yes but because it's future black mirror is very is sci-fi because it's all futuristic you know so that's why there's that sci-fi element but they don't do it over the top sci-fi it's just little things here and there like the real thing you know like what we do today so it has to me i think it has that look of it so but i'm such a huge admirer of black mirror so i don't know how if if he can match up to the standard of black mirror because clearly if you once you watch black mirror you will know that this is what he's trying to do so clearly this is parallel to black mirror i don't know if it's going to stand up to it it's going to be interesting because it's coming from a very creative leader in jordan peele but i don't know if it's going to hit the right marks to match up as a, a substitute for Black Mirror. I mean, I can't 
say that because I haven't seen, seen Black, Black Mirror. Mirror so I, I don't know. The thing that puts me off Black Mirror is the fact that it is, and I'm getting warmed up to it, but the idea of an anthology series, that each episode is its own thing. I like, for me, I like to follow a story, like an episode one, two, one through 10, for example. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that's always put me off. And people say, oh, you can just watch any episode, just check out. And I'm like, I can't, because my OCD won't allow that. I have to watch it <laughs> one to whatever. Mm -hmm. But with this one, I love the trailer. It looks weird. And you know me, I love the weird stuff. I love like everything you just said. It's going to be a mixture of parallel universes, sci-fi, horror, thriller, everything mixed in one. And the visuals look really good as well. Because mm -hmm. I mean, you know, from us and Get Out, the cinematography is was fantastic. So Jordan Peele knows what he's doing, mm. and he's he's going to be running the ship from the get-go, and he's also going to be narrating. Which is mm. going to be interesting, I think. Is there narration in Black Mirror? No, there isn't. There, there isn't a narration. No. narration so I think that will be interesting that you're going to get like a non-diegetic person mm. telling you a story in a way. Sort of reminds me of this is an old horror series we used to uh, we had it ages ago. It's called Tale, uh, Tales of the Crypt. No, Tales of Content. Oh, I can't remember the name. Is it Tales of the Unexpected or? I'll remember the name. I'll, I'll remember. Was it, it a series? It was. It or was, a book series? It was a TV show. It was on TV. Okay. This was, this, I'm talking 80s. This was like it, once a week, but it was a horror film. Tales of the Unknown? Tales of the Unexpected or something like that. Maybe we can Google that. Like, we'll find out, yeah. Yeah, but it, it had that somebody is narrating, then he narrates a horror story. You know, and it, they, they were, you know, in the 80s, horror was proper. They, they went places. Love 80s horror. Oh, ma'am. They went places that we wouldn't dare go now. They went places. So it was sort of like that. Tales of something where... So it would start with this old guy. He would read, a, open up a book in this very... In a room that is lit by the fireplace and just some candlelight. A very affluent building. You know how old classic English buildings made of wood and you have books. So, you know, so and he'd you know, open it up and he will start telling you a story. But I think it's Tales of the Unexpected or something like that. It, it sort of mirrors that kind of trend. I think that's what they were trying to do there. But yeah, it, it, it would be good. But because I know what it's trying to stand up, what it's trying to be, I'm going to judge it from that lens, you know. So like I said before, when I see a movie, I always judge it from the lens of what is the film trying to do. Then that's the lens you use to judge it. And it was a problem for me earlier because I, when Marvel movies came out, I, I didn't like them at first because I thought, I, thought, I thought they were just too playful and all of that. Then one day I was like, yeah, but maybe, have you not thought about it that that's what the filmmakers are trying to do? Then I was like, that was my aha moment. And from there, I started enjoying the movies because I knew this is what they are trying to do. So I'm going to judge it from the lens of is this a black mirror substitute? And that's how I'm going to look at it. That's fair enough. I don't think it is going to be like that because it's Jordan Peele. He likes originality and stuff for that. So I think we don't have to worry about that. I think we're just in for a wild Jordan Peele ride. So we're going to go into the monster realm and that's Godzilla, King of the Monsters. We had a very brief one minute little TV spot teaser and it just it's just expanding on what we've already seen monsters fighting it's godzilla's world and we just live in it yeah what did you think of this i think i i'm 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 more excited seeing this than the trailers 
this got me more pumped up than the trailers. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know for some reason, this just got me more pumped up than the trailers because just seeing the monsters and all that, and I've I've been like Godzilla when I watched Godzilla as a kid. It was like the seventh. I wasn't born in the seventies, but like I saw. It's when I was young, but the series I saw was one from the 70s where they were every episode we had Godzilla fighting a monster and all of that. So this brought back those feelings for me. But when I saw the monsters, like, wow, I can't wait for that. It, it really got me excited because I don't want to see a film. I, want, I just want the monster part of it. And seeing the monsters in the trailer, it really got me pumped up. I think that's what we're going to get. I think we're just going to get all that monster action. Like I said, I've said this before in previous episodes, I was critical about the first Godzilla movie because they showed no monsters until like the last 10 minutes where Godzilla finally appears. And I was like, okay, lame. And then we got Kong, Scott mm. Island. And now, again, we were, this is all part of the same it's universe. universe yeah. uh, but it takes place way before. And that was just, they went out for it with the monsters and the monster fights. And I was in the cinema like, yeah, like, <laughs> go on, go for it. This one, it looks like they're taking it to a whole nother level mm. again. Uh-huh. And and that's what I want. I just want to go in there with my large popcorn and my large soda and just see a couple of monsters fight to yeah. the death. Yeah. I don't need a deep plot or exactly. anything like that. I just yeah. want to go I just want to see some monsters go fighting. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's why I like this I liked this TV spot is because they didn't there was no exposition on any character or any it was just about uh, Yeah. I mean the story is simple. It explained it in that 1 minute TV spot. Mm-hmm. These monsters have come they're going to destroy the world. We need to get Godzilla to fight these monsters on our side. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the movie right there, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. I don't need any more trailers or anything. I just need to go in there and have a good time. I can't wait, bro. I can't. I can't no, wait. We're not that long now. Yeah. When is it out again? Uh, it comes out the end of May. So about, okay. we got about a couple of months to go. Okay. All right. So we stay on the horror realm. It's just Fallout horror this week. Scary s- stories to tell in the dark from the legendary horror genius, Gelimer del Toro. Mm. Man, anything del Toro does, I'm there. Yeah. So, and especially if it's horror, because mm. this guy is just a genius and he's an Academy Award winning genius as mm. well. Okay, mm-hmm. so you saw the trailer for this. What did you think? Very excited. He's, del Toro is the master of what, he's, 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 he's cut from the same cloth that Judge Lucas was cut from. He's the master of world building. He builds worlds and he he gets he can he can drown you in a certain world and all of that. So he does that very well. So this looks like he sort of took us to a timeline that is unique in itself. And it's gonna be cool. Now, the things that make it horror, we've all seen before. You know, that we didn't see anything. You know, there was that clip where that thing was coming out. Coming out of the cheek, uh, yeah. Coming out of the cheek. We've seen that in Alien. We've seen that in so many horror films. So it's not... It's the way he's going to create that universe. That's what's really buzzing me for this. It's not the horror part, because I've seen all of that. It's that part. That's what I get excited yeah. for when I see it's not gonna be. It's not going to be like this is a completely unique thing that yes. we haven't seen before. Yeah. But very much like what you just said, but the, the great thing that Del Toro does as well is that even if you've seen a similar in a scene like this before he it, he always finds a new way to build this tension that you're just like oh I'm, I'm scared mm, yeah. even if you've seen this before in hundreds of movies mm-hmm. every time you watch a little del toro one he still manages to get it crawl under your skin yeah uh, i don't know i don't know how he does it 
I, I mean, she's the guy's a genius. I still don't know what Shape of Water is. Was it a comedy or horror or drama or love story or rom com? I don't know, man. It, it, it was a mixture of everything. It, it literally was. It yeah. was like a horror romance. Yeah, sort with of comedy in it. With a bit somewhere, of comedy, yeah. You know, it, guy's it, a genius. I just yeah. love Del Toro, man. Yeah. Anything he does, I'm. You know, there was rumors mm. going around that he was going to do a Star Wars series. Mm. And he was going to focus on Mos Eisley and the underworld and the gangsters. That's the kind of thing he's good for. Yeah, that was. I was going to say either you put him there, or you have to put him in a dark environment. Environment. Yeah, yeah. you can't take him to the give him a Jedi. He's going to mess it up. Get, give him a dark place, and that's where he will flourish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me right now, because we're having such an amazing run of horror movies in the last sort of five years or so. For me, Del Toro mm-hmm. and James Wan, those two, they're, they're, no one can touch that. And Jordan Peele. Mm. So I would say those are the big three in horror right now. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I'd, I'd say, um, is there anyone I'd add to that list? Mm. Who, who, who did Hereditary? I can't remember. Mm. I'll need to find a director, but because they're, they're releasing a new movie this year, I can't remember the director's name. But a new movie this year by the same director called Midsummer, horror, a, a horror movie as well. I'll, I'll show you the trailer after the mm. episode. But it's it looks weird. Mm. Oh, you see, okay. I mean that guy, he's um, the, the, I, I I don't know if I mentioned to you last year. It's, I, yeah, when we were giving awards last year, I mentioned Hereditary was one of my favorite films for last year. It's a very good horror film, you know. So to me, I think he yeah, belongs I, in that list. When we did that episode, I hadn't watched it at that yeah. point, but I watched it re- since then, and yeah, you, you see that? Yeah, right? it's, see it's good. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Okay, so again, we're going to stay on the horror bandwagon. And for the final trailer of the week, it's Netflix's The Silence. Now, off the heels of Bird Box, and in a way similar to A Quiet Place, we see this where if you make a sound, you've got like these, I don't know, alien or demon flying bird things that Mm -hmm. come and attack you. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea is to not make sound. So it's kind of like A Quiet Place. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's going to be Netflix's way of doing it, and it's very similar to, in the sense of Bird Box, where the the focus is on one sense of sight. This mm. one's going to be on the sense of you know hearing and and sound. Is, so this, is this a Netflix original? Netflix original. Uh, okay, that now now me. I think I know what has, what has well, happened. Well, it's yeah, it's a Netflix original, and it's based off a book. I yeah, think. Quiet Places Two is based off a book. No, no, no. That was a John Krasinski original. It wasn't based on off the book. No. Nope. Okay, but he must have had an idea from a book. You know, simple I'm not concept. Sure. No, it's, yeah. But what I think has happened here, to to what I wanted, so what what I think has happened here is, Netflix wanted to do, Bird Box followed by this, and probably want to deal with, I don't know, another sense or something. They wanted to create probably that smell, smell or something. They wanted to create that mini universe. But the thing is, Quiet Place came out long while they were still shooting this film, probably. Oh. And that's why now it looks like they were copying, but maybe they had the idea originally. Then you know, and it happens a lot. You know, no, it does happen a lot. And I'm not saying that this won't be good. I'm only saying is that it's got the fact that A Quiet Place came out and how yeah. good A Quiet Place was. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was one of the best movies of the year. I agree. People are going to compare it to that because it is similar in that way. So regardless what you say, people will compare this movie. Yeah, I, no, I totally agree. And I think from what I saw in the trailer, they are not going to top A Quiet Place. No, I they're don't not. think so either. I'm actually not hugely a fan of the trailer itself as well. 
Like, the beginning was okay, but then as it got towards the end, there was so much different sound editing going on. Yeah, it was very jarring. Yeah, it yeah. took me out of it. So, yeah. and I was, Quiet Place did it perfectly with the way they utilize sound. This, I mean, obviously I haven't seen the movie. The movie could be so different, but the trailer, it seems very messy. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, and the CGI wasn't, maybe it's still in dev, but like the, the bird things. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't look they, great. They, they didn't look very good. Uh, I mean, I don't know when the movie's coming out, but yeah, they better but tighten that up if they still got time. Yeah, it's strange because whenever you see Netflix original, it's supposed to be good. Like I once posted, like, if you see Netflix original, you know it's going to be good. And I, so it's definitely going to be good. But because we have a quiet place, I don't see this. I don't see this being a meme. That's how you know a movie is good. You know, <laughs> it's going to be a meme, like yeah. Bird Box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if your film doesn't have a meme, then it's not good. That's the modern day rotten tomato tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Right, so that's it for all the trailers this week, and we're going to head into the final segment of the week, and that is what's coming for you guys. Well, gentlemen, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. A couple of movies coming out this weekend, D. Yep. So the first one coming out is, like I talked about at the beginning of the show, Shazam. Shazam. I loved this movie, Andy. Mm. So, so much. I had such fun with it. It was a very, it's a small story. It's very contained. You don't have to worry about the big scope of the DC universe. Any no post-credit scenes? There's two post-credit scenes. Okay. So there's one mid-credits and there's one right at the end. Okay, cool. Thanks. So so stay till the end. Stay till the end. Good. Stay till it's right till the end. Always good to know these things before you go in. Off the top of my head, you know, just briefly, we're, we're going to do our full-on review next week. Yeah. But Zachary Levi, Asher Angel, and um, I can't remember the other actor's name, but his uh, sibling, foster brother, mm -hmm. all three of them kill it in oh, this yeah? movie. And it's... I was in stitches for a lot of this movie as well. <laughs> oh, so it's it's got a lot of humor. Humor done very well as well. And like like I've said publicly on this show before, humor is, is very difficult to please me with humor. Mm. And they did it in this one. Has to be well-timed, well done. It was really well-timed. There's only a couple of issues I have, but I'll get into that next week. But overall, I love this movie. Go see it in the cinema. You'll have a great time. Can't wait. Uh, yep. So that's certainly what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that certainly this week. And as well as that, we've got a horror movie coming out yes. based on the Stephen King novel, Pet Cemetery, mm. And it's also a, technically a reboot because they did do the yes. film, I believe it was in the 80s, yes. which... Yeah. Mm, You've not seen it? No, no, I've seen okay. it. Eh, I'm half-half with that movie. It has some good moments. But this one, the trailers look good. We've talked about it, that uh, we think Stephen King's style of horror is a bit dated. Yes. But the reviews have already dropped for this movie, and everybody's loving it. It's <coughs> it's they they're saying it's a fresh and original. Really? In the sense of that, it's a unique take on this story. Okay, okay, not fresh and original. Yeah, as but it's a, okay. yeah, it's a different take on the story that we know. Okay. Uh, I mean, everybody's really liking it, so I'm super excited to see it. I've already got my ticket. I'll be there. Yeah, and I'll certainly see it. But you know, I'm I'm still based on what we said about Stephen King. I'm still mm, mm, iffy about it, but we'll see. I'll go in with a clear mind, but we'll see, and we'll talk about it briefly next week. I yeah, guess. Yeah, we'll talk about it briefly next week. Obviously, the main review next week will be Shazam. Yeah. We will be doing a review for Pet Cemetery soon. We're just trying to figure that something out, and we also got an announcement to make along with that. But yep. we'll let you guys know as we get that locked in. 
And with that, we do come to the end of the show. So, Andy, where can the lovely people there find you? You can find me on Twitter at Unduaj, N-D-U-A-J. I'm there on Twitter. Follow me up. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SweatyJake. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud at Film7Podcast. And if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at Film7Podcast. Thanks for listening, liking, sharing, and all that good stuff. But until next week, see you later, guys. <laughs>